Hello. What up, what up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, it's interesting because I really feel like I am starting to be the best that I've ever been in life. And a big part of the reason why that is, is I am truly, duly focused on my priorities. And I feel so spiritually affirmed by the focus of my priorities that when I went to one of my favorite tea shops in Florida, Soul of Life, uh, with a purchase, they give you a, an oracle card, an angel card with a message. And my message was focus on your priorities. And I just took that as further affirmation to focus on my priorities. And because I'm doing that, it's, you know, it's paying off. It's hard because sometimes we can feel like we're working into the void, especially when we're in a capitalistic society and there's not always an immediate return. I believe that the return will continue to come so long as I put that effort in. That's real. Um, why didn't you never take me to this tea shop? You know, tea shops are like my thing. Why didn't you never come to visit me, Forrest? Come see me, Forrest. Oh, so this is in Lee County. This, this is, is in Lee County. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. You know, I, I would be I... taking you all around. All around. I mean, yeah, because at first I was thinking there. it was in my neck of the woods. And I'm like, I know good now. Well, you don't know no, a tea shop no, that I don't we've, know. We've already yeah. frequent all the tea shops in your neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah, you should... You, I'm not going to tempt you with my voodoo devil magic. That being said, if you ever come visit, I'll show you around. See, you playing, but a woman had... Well, I'm going to leave that alone. Anyway, hello, hello, everyone. (laughs) My name is Six, a.k.a. Monisha, and this is Hotepery with Elemental P, a.k.a. A.k.a. Oh, Helianthus Ho? What you want me to say? Oh, Paul? Yeah, that's my name. But I I fumbled. Keep going, keep going, keep going. (laughs) Helianthus Ho? So if y'all are not super cultured like this beautiful man is, Helianthus is the scientific name for sunflower. He a blooming hoe. Oh, okay. I see you out here. You've been taking notes, huh? I do. I pay attention. It's so funny because I really think people don't think I'm paying attention as much as I am. It's mm-hmm. just that the reason why I seem spacey is because I'm usually thinking about a lot of things at once as well as it is what is going on in the present moment. That's fair. You spend a lot of time. For that reason, I can't really go outside that often. You can't go out where? I can't go outside that often. I'm thinking of too many things. That's fair. I'll tell you what. I know what you mean. I can go outside often, but I can't be around. I have a limited social battery. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know this, but people think I'm an extrovert because I can entertain, but I'm really not. Yeah, at all. I have a real limited social battery. I don't think people realize my dream, my real dream, the dream, the real dream is to, I ain't even, okay, let's put it like this. I ain't even really all the way mad at the life decisions Kim Kardashian made to secure her home. That's real. That's real. Because I understand. You know, I don't like speaking on those women, so I ain't going to say nothing, but I feel you. Huh? I say, you know, I don't like speaking on those women, so I'm not going to say nothing. I know you don't. I I know you don't. 
Yeah, I, I know you don't. It's just I really don't have that many other examples of people who, are, when I look at their home, I'm like, that's a beautiful space. Bust that pussy open for financial freedom. I would rather not. You know, it's really interesting. I've been thinking about <laughs> sex work, and mm-hmm. it's really funny because it's actually, uh, I would say to some extent, might tie in. Uh, that being said, I really, and I've been, I've had this thought for a very, very, very long time. The best way to do sex work is not engage in sexual intercourse. Go on, go on. Nah, y'all just going to have to read my book because the topic of this show (laughs) is what is it okay to cheat? (laughs) When is it okay to cheat? Which is a wild topic, by the way. And I think we talked about this last episode. So last episode, my stance was, it's never okay to cheat. And then this repealing of Roe versus Wade. Oh, wow. Roe versus Wade happened. And so I went from, nah, it's never okay to cheat, to Roe versus Wade being repealed. Maybe it's okay to cheat if you're a white woman and you're having black babies. I think that's where I am. I really <laughs> because think, you got to understand. We're going like, to get into that a little later. We're going to get into that a little okay, later. That being said, it's yeah. interesting you say that because Roe v. Wade being overturned did change things for me, too. Mm. It made me realize that, like, when abortion is no longer an option, so. I had to clear my whole roster and people that I thought could stay on the roster were very quickly cut off the roster. Yeah. But you ain't had people shooting your club up though. Did you? No, but it was just the risk of maybe they could. The just talking to them really. Mm. So, you know, because it's like, it kind of gets to the point where I had to really listen to, to see if I'm being respected in the relationship. I got you. I got you. You know, because I also think a lot of people have weird ideas of what relationships ro- and like specifically romantic relationships should be. Like, for example, I've once like like I've seen that America supposedly has a very incestuous culture. And if you look at like, if you study porn on the Internet, there's a lot of, at least from when I go on porn sites and just generally look at where the crowd is at right now, the popular crowd, it seems as though there's a lot of like uh, step family relationships, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. And even it's really interesting because I'm starting to notice too, I feel like some some groups of people like before the incest was kind of family-based white and now the incest is becoming Asian women, uh, black women, like, you know, step siblings. And then also like the step mother kind of, you know, so it's very interesting. The sexualization (laughs) of assimilation. So, uh, seeing all that has really made me go, okay, I understand that's what people are whacking off on from a, from a, from a, from, from, from a hotel perspective. 
and just for people who don't know, Hotep is conspiracy theories from a black mindset. That just seems like some odd behavior to me. Like that's, yeah, that's so weird. bizarre. That's some weird porn that people are obviously liking. I mean, even the whole daddy thing is is a strange conversation for me. Like, and I was I was talking to my homeboys about this recently because uh they were all on the vibe that like, oh, I don't like being called daddy. That's I don't want to be a paternal figure. That's weird. Blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, but you like when women call you poppy. And that's the same thing. Like that's I think, <laughs> I've thought about this one very deeply. I think it's the disassociation from society. Because I think when people really like stop and think, if I'm calling someone daddy in bed, it's probably because you're paying <laughs> something. You're paying for dinner. Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> you might be putting gas in my car. You might be paying for my rent, Poppy. <laughs> you know, so when women hear Poppy, you know, now it's in Spanish. So it's different language, different culture in their mind. But it's like when we live in the system of capitalism, I ain't never going to call a man daddy if I am paying for dinner. Okay. And that's, that's a lie. I, I've, I've done both. But like, the thing is like, it's interesting because I don't want to be called mommy. I don't want that to stick. I don't nah, want them that's weird. Yeah. as a maternal figure provider. Like, and that's what I mean with like this whole like incestuous culture thing. Like some people like just can't, some people don't know how to do friendship. Like, mm. and I don't mean acquaintances because I've noticed in like American culture and a lot of different cultures, friend is synonymous with acquaintance. Mm. And that to me is a commentary on how a lot of people can't do close, intimate relationships unless they involve sexual relations. Or That's relationships. true. A lot of people are, are terrible at platonic relationships. Yeah. So to me personally, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If they won't call me, no, nah, I don't even want to call my mama in bed because the I thing don't even put that energy out there. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm cool. I don't want to be called daddy. It's so nothing. bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I, I, you know, maybe we need some new names. And then when I started looking up some sexy names, I realized how a lot of these sexy names are associated with like Hoenn. Which is like no problem, but like you know, I've kind of, I've just kind of reached the point where I am not out here letting dudes shoot up my spot because one, not enough of these men respect all that I am and all that I am becoming. Per, per, per. Like they just don't respect it. I was recently speaking to a guy and he kept insisting that I was living a second life and had a sugar daddy. And it's like, first of all, boo-boo, I am 100% transparent because I don't want people to get things misconstrued or confused. If I had a sugar daddy, I would say it. I do not care about that. You know, like if I had it, I would say it. So the fact that you're insisting on it to me speaks to a need to believe that that is the reality and that is dev devaluation of self. And that's what, that's part of what I'm getting into about the most powerful way to be a sex worker is to just not have sex. Sexual hmm. intercourse. Interesting. I would ask you to expand upon that, but you got to go read a book. 
gotta, you gotta read the book. Gotta read but the book. But you know, it, to your point though, um, stimulation from a lot of perspectives, and even when people get into the release of dopamine in the brain, it comes <laughs> more from anticipation. Wow, I can't talk today. Anticipation than it does from the actual act. So, of course, like reaching orgasm releases certain chemicals in the brain, though actually, interestingly enough, dopamine is not... People really tend to overstate the dopamine release that's achieved during orgasm. Um, And that's mostly coming from, even though I don't watch porn personally, but that's a personal choice. I don't think it should be outlawed, but that's mostly coming from people that... um, are advocating for porn being heavily censored or outlawed even. You know, people talk about how porn is addicting because of the dopamine release in the brain. Well, that's actually not entirely true. Most things that are pleasurable release some certain amount of dopamine in the brain. However, the the dopamine release associated with sex and by extension associated with porn happens more on the anticipation side of things than the... Uh, the achieving orgasm side of things. You know, people like uh, experiencing new things and the dopamine release comes in having new experiences more so than it does busting a nut. You feel me? Uh, With that being said, I don't know who was out here shooting clubs up anyway. Well, I can't say I don't know. It's so funny because I want to blame that 100% on Tumblr. See, Before and you would know, and I think 2014, that like that was a that was a game changer when they stopped letting porn be on Tumblr. Before they had all type of kinky weirdo fetishes on that That's app. True. Fetishes, Tumblr kinky, odd behavior. <laughs> yeah, but like that was low key to draw for Tumblr though. Like taking all of that content off of Tumblr kind of ruined Tumblr. Like, and people still go on it. No, people still I recently, go on it. I recently yeah. like got back on Tumblr. I like it more than Twitter. Oh yeah, for sure. Twitter's super toxic. And you're right, people still go on it, but there's something about and I will say this, and I hope I don't get um misinterpreted from this because I know a lot of the uh white supremacists start out on 4chan and Reddit and things of that nature. Uh but there's something kind of attractive about having a medium for communication that is not censored and that's not seemingly corporate, you know? And when we talk about, like our generation is kind of the last one that remembers life before the internet and after the internet, you feel me? Most other generations are one or the other, you feel me? We grew up, before the internet was as ubiquitous as it is, but then we also grew up during the time of smartphones. Like the iPhone was released when I was in like sixth or seventh grade. You feel me? I can both vaguely remember a time where the internet did not exist. I can remember when the internet started becoming popular and now I'm at a point where I can imagine what life would be like without the internet. That being said, I would hope that all of my friends and I move closer. That's fair. That's fair. But I guess the point that I'm making is we remember how the Internet was before everything was owned by like the same three corporate companies. You feel me? 
And like, there's something, and I don't know if it's nostalgia, but there's something attractive about being on a platform that doesn't feel like it's corporate. I completely agree with that. Like, uh, because like the thing is when it's more corporate, like for example, you don't want to embarrass yourself on LinkedIn. Mm. You don't want to embarrass yourself um, on Facebook. Mm. Well, some people don't. <laughs> you know, some people are wilding. I've kind of reached a point where I feel like it's the internet. It's all the internet. Like some people aren't going to creep into some little subsections. That being said, uh, the way that things work, usually people end up snitching on the people that they're hating on. Okay, go so on. It's like to some extent, it, it like if you're gonna post something on one thing, like I would say, like obviously, be mindful of the audience in which you're posting. Like for example. I'm not even if I'm posting about my family on Facebook, I'm just not going to post about like I may not necessarily post about my family on LinkedIn, not because, you know, it's a shame of family thing. But like I know that at any point in time, the pictures of my family on Facebook, somebody could be a hater and say, look at what she's doing with her family. Like this woman is vacationing with her family on LinkedIn. It's, OK, even better example. Black Lives Matter got a lot of criticism, like the national got a lot of criticism because they were buying homes. Like they bought a mansion with the money that they made from the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Personally, from a business perspective, I don't think they were wrong. And that's because I don't, I, I don't, because one, one, from a business perspective, vaguely looking at it without getting too deeply into it, vaguely looking at it, if you are uh, if you are operating any type of nonprofit and your nonprofit has reached a point of being a household name, to some extent you have to do entertaining to and having like hosting. You have to do certain hosting and holding space. I don't know what the national leaders of Black Lives Matter are doing with that like space that they own. I don't know. <laughs> if they're hosting NAACP executives, if they, you know, like it's like, what do they then do with the space? Getting the space is not so bad to me. But like, for example, you look at the head of PETA, who also was criticized for the way that she was spending her money and the way that she was securing herself. But that is what you do. That was not you, but like that is what it seems like happens when a national and international organ international organizations start building that prominence. They have they kind of do those things that also elevate their own lifestyles. So I'm not so much mad that they did it. I think a lot of white people in particular are haters, which, you know, I'm sure the Klan definitely put their charitable donations to personal use. Well. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so it's like, it's one of those things where I kind of sit and I'm like, what do they didn't do now? You know, before I, mean, I have like, that. Indiana uses it to parlay a uh, political office, so. To your point, like you're always going to use your platforms on some level for development of your personal life, because 
the argument can be made that you can't work towards certain causes effectively if you're worried about your own station in life anyway. And so just to play devil's advocate, if we talk about Black Lives Matter, if I'm black and I use that money to afford a house in a nice living situation, then that's just me showing everybody that my life matter. <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily how I feel, but somebody I, can make that argument. I wasn't you know? even, I really would. And this is, you know, obviously this is now becoming a side tangent, so we got to bring it back. That yeah. being said, the last thing I will say on that is they, they I only assume they put in a lot of work. <laughs> You know, like, I, I don't know. Like, I literally, like, I was like, that was kind of a boss move. And I feel like some people have a hard, a difficult time seeing Black people and females and women as bosses. That's fair. That's fair. So let's get back to it then. When is cheating okay? Well, for this episode, I did a little bit of historical research, and I just want to give this little discretion that history is very... I just want to give this little discretion that history is a very, very questionable. I've reached a point where, as where I love history, generally speaking, I usually take history very generally because a lot of people lie, and a lot of people get it wrong. It's his story. It is his story. And if you think that women are the ones who be biatches, who be punanis, who be out here telling tall tales, yo, you ain't never met an upset male who did not get laid. There are Boy, so many men. You ain't lied. There are you so many lied. men who have had sexual relationships with me and have never seen my tattoos. They never seen the tattoos on my punani and they have had sexual relationships with me. That's deep, man. That's deep. You, you know, so it's like <laughs> if you really think that his story is reliable, woo, do I got some history for you. Okay, oh, yeah. so let's start with, and I would like to apologize to all Mesoamerican groups, not really all Mesoamericans, because not all Mesoamericans are Incan of Incan descent. I'm about to butcher this name because I oh, did not even know that I was going to say it. <laughs> I'm not even going to say the name. One of the Incan sun kings owned numerous private harems, had affairs with 3,000 women. He was respected and no one was bothered by his engagement. I think that if he told those women that you're in a relationship with me, knowing dang well that he got multiple harems and had affairs with over 3,000 women, if he told, if, if a relationship was how he got to sex with some women, those women are entitled to cheat. That's real. Because men be out here lying. They be out here literally lying. They will say they're in a relationship with you for whatever reality bubble. They create a distorted delusion in their mind and put women in it so they okay. can have control over the I'm woman. I'm going to go back a little bit because you're assuming a lot right now and, and going off of this assumption. So, like, let's stick no, to No, I what thought about this know. separately. This, 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 historical, like, this historical story led me to this point. Okay, but but what I'm saying is there's no context in this historical story to imply that. Fair. 
But I get yeah. what you're saying. And and this does happen. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Um, if we're just being a hundred, but like let's keep our logic like separate. You know what I'm saying? Like it, but okay, no, fair. I'm that. gonna make yeah. the same exact point and clarify this time. Okay. Okay. But we I We do like- not know how this man had sex with three thousand women. Point one. Just because someone's the king doesn't mean that everyone's busting it wide open. I agree, but the stipulation is, and that's why I said it's important to, like, keep the logic in a certain order. Because, like, regular dudes don't necessarily live by the same rules that kings back in the day or now even dudes with wealth live by. You know, Um, if you got a certain amount of wealth... There are people that will tolerate being the side chick. And there are main chicks that will tolerate being cheated on. You feel me? I 100% understand what it means to be a consort. I understand mm-hmm. what that means. Like, I completely understand the consort mistress situation. Now, there are also people who get what they get because they enjoy lying and deceiving. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> there two can exist at the same time. And for the sake of novelty, sometimes these dudes just go. And I'm not saying the Ink and Sun King's name I cannot pronounce because I can't even pronounce this man's name. Obviously, there's no supposedly no one was bothered. He seems fine. To my next point that was inspired by him, some men truly duly just lie they just lie and even in the case where if you're dealing with somebody who enjoys wealth and you know is able to live a life of wealth is able to be some type of royalty if they are cheating on you or they you know what the dealio is I don't see how cheating in that situation is wrong. How is it wrong to not be loyal to a person who's not being loyal to you unless you like are in a situation where that could be of a detriment to the entire kingdom? So I guess like cheating could be okay if like you're one of those 3000 women and like maybe you know that like you have your own relationship with him. And the reality with a lot of men is they don't actually want to have these Not all, not all, a lot. A lot of men like don't want to have these deep conversations. They don't want to know that the person that they're dealing with is sleeping with other people. They just don't want to know those things. So if you're not having the conversation and someone sees themselves in a relationship with you with undiscussed terms, they may have the assumption that you're being faithful. So I would say that cheating is okay when you're with someone that y'all are just not loyal to each other and there's no real communication being had. Yeah? I agree. And we got to give Future some credit because he said that in the song before. (laughs) We got to give Future credit where credit's due. He literally said almost that verbatim in a song before. I cheat on you, you cheat on me. Like, it is what it is. (laughs) But to your point, you know, I think that Yo, if you wanted 3,000, you better be cheating. Honestly. 
Because think about it this I way. I feel like yeah. your self-esteem, you should be cheating. Yeah, like if you want a 3,000, you better get some on the side. Like, bro. Especially if it's not satisfying. My dog can fuck a new woman every single day and not fuck you for like a couple years. <laughs> you better be cheating. Like, <laughs> 3,000. I, I, literally, I literally am sitting here like trying to think too, like how big is, how big was the Incan population? It was around 3 million people. Okay. Okay. The Incan, the Incas were a very small percentage of the total population of the empire, probably only 15,000 to 40,000, but ruling a population of over 10 million people. So the Incans were a specific subgroup and they ruled over. So he was only, I mean, I don't know what the, what the 3,000 women's ethnic backgrounds were. Mm. So maybe they were all Incan, but if they were all Incan, that's like a fifth of the population right there. Yeah, if you are, if you, if, if you if you are Eskimo siblings with a fifth of the population, if you got three thousand sister wives, I need you to travel and have fun, sis. I, I need you to cheat immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and like he was respected, no one was bothered. Like I hope that I hope they were respected. You know, I hope they. I wonder if they did. I wonder if they did cheat. Okay, so next example. Next example. When is cheating okay? Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. Um, it's the same situation as like the King situation. I I think that I wouldn't say that that's okay, but because to me, okay, and this is this is really the crux of cheating to me. Cheating implies that not all parties are aware, which means not all parties are consenting. You feel me? You can have an open relationship and sleep with other people, and that's not cheating. But if you're going behind your partner's back to do something, then that's cheating. You feel me? And so yeah. um, I wouldn't say that like there's anything wrong with Bill Clinton's situation if it weren't for the fact that the assumption is that his wife didn't know. You feel me? Because his wife didn't know, that's wrong. But like, once again, it's the same situation as a king. Like the, the woman that he's cheating with knows what's up. And let's be honest, we talking about a 20-something-year-old woman getting with a dude twice her age that ain't even fine like that. We know why she was fine looking back in the day. No, hold on, 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 hold on. Let's pump the bait. Let's let's have a deeper conversation here because I don't really think you're giving Bill Clinton the credit he deserves. I ain't Bill never Clinton heard of nobody day. seeing Bill Clinton and been like, man, I would have busted it up. Hold I would have been I think that if you are listening to this uh, podcast right now, you need to look up Bill Clinton in 1999. 
Let's start there. I'm about to look Bill Because I know what Bill Clinton looked like in 1999. Bill Clinton was fine. I say he was fine. He was just Bill not. Bill Clinton was fine for a white man. Okay, I- I'm going to say this. I don't know if this is a hot take or not. There's a difference between fine and not ugly. Okay, he was fine for a white man. Okay, I mean, I don't know your... A white American your, in particular. I don't know your qualifications for what... No, let's talk about it. Okay, so let's talk about it. Let's go okay. back to Sex in the City, and these women were out here having sex in the city. Them dudes on Sex in the City were not fine. Exactly. Those yeah, women were bigging them up like they were big papa, though. Yeah. That's, yeah, what, and that's what I mean. Like, And to be clear... I think that, like, if Bill Clinton didn't have, like, prestige and money, he would be less attractive. I would say that it's kind of like, okay, Bill Clinton's a five, but he's the president of the United States. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... That's that's a part of the attraction feature, though. Yeah, but I'm just talking... But that's my and point. I'm just talking about straight aesthetic. Oh man. He is tall. Before he was all wrinkly, he had a full face. You know, he 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 didn't have lips, but he had a full head of hair. But that's my point. He's more attractive by virtue of who he is and what he offers. But even if he didn't become the president of the United States, even if Bill Clinton became an actor. He would have been one of the better looking guys on Sex in the City. But if he was an actor, he still would have been getting pussy. If Bill Clinton was No, 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 no. it's not about him being an actor. It's about if he was an actor on Sex and the City, he would have been one of the finer guys on Sex and the City. Which is not saying much cuz some dudes it's on Sex and the City. It's saying a lot because that was primetime TV and we're still talking about it. Yeah, but we're not talking about it for the sex symbol guys that were there. I feel like that one guy that Samantha was having sex with, the black one, he was fine. He was attractive. Samantha was pulling in some okay guys. That guy was attractive. I wouldn't necessarily qualify him as fine, but he was about the most attractive guy that I can remember on the show. Okay, so I want to be clear here. This is coming from someone who... My preference is men of color. It has always been men of color. It will likely always be men of color, uh, you know, when I'm dating men. That being said, when I do, like, because I'm not opposed to white men, you know, like, I like soul, personality. Oh, okay. I thought you meant soul, like, seasoning like okay i got you i got you i got you you're funny because that's why then i later on said personality <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like so like <laughs> we talking no, about like, you know so i like i like both like i like all i like you know i like personality i believe that everyone has a soul that being said like when i look at bill clinton i feel like he would make some really cute I feel like back in the day, you know, and this is nothing but respect towards Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton was a black woman, those biracial children would be very adorable. You know, like he's fine from the perspective of he is tall. Man, what are we talking about right now? 
he was allegedly charismatic. <laughs> Personality is a lot. You know, obviously he's eminent. Like he's he's a cash. Like you know, like even when you're without him, liberal with your, your personality is a catch. Yeah, but you know, I'm, okay, I'm no, 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 no. Let's start. Let's start. You know, popular white guy Harry Styles. Harry Styles, John, yes, he is. Johnny Depp is dark fine. Uh. You know what? Younger Johnny Depp, I could kind of see the attraction. Younger Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp is was... not my... No, oh my I know gosh. people consider... No, I know people consider Johnny Depp fine. I just don't see it. Like I think I he's know... riding on the coattails of who he once was, just like Leonardo DiCaprio. That's fair. That's fair. You know, and when you look at Leonardo DiCaprio and Bill Clinton, and you look really hard at both of them... Bill Clinton, first of all, nobody can compete. (laughs) No one could compete with, I want to say, Mitt Romney back in the day. Yo, I could see Mitt Romney being fine back in the day. Mitt Romney was fine back in the day. Yeah, I could see him being fine. Sanders was definitely coming with the personality. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Bernie came with personality. And then there's Bill Clinton. You know, if you put them all together, like the quarterback effect. Like, you know, I think that Bill Clinton would have at least looked like he made it into the team. I mean, yeah, when you put it like that, yeah. But like, I don't know who would have been the quarterback out of Mitt Romney. I don't think oh, Barack Mitt Obama needs to be. Huh? Mitt would have been the quarterback. Okay, so Mitt was the yeah. quarterback. And then there's Bernie who like, might have been the water boy, or he could have run fast, you know. Yeah. He, he did some, you know, and then you have Barack Obama, who who knows what sport he played, but we just love to see him. And then you put Bill on that team, which he is, which he is on the team of politicians we remember, and you look at him, he is fine. I still wouldn't say he's fine he's with not that tone, the but I will man say this. Ever. I will say this. I'm People saying are more fine attractive with like no groups. accent. Fine with no accent, like F-I-N-E, period. Fine. I think fine. people are attractive, are more attractive in groups. And if you were walking around the mall and uh, Bill Clinton approached you and he was with the other presidents, you might entertain him. But I think if he just walked up to whomever... By himself, like the group Ooh, effect was really. Was so, ooh, I just looked at Bill Clinton in his uh in his uh in his twenties, and like you're right, you know, you really are right. You're not wrong. You, <laughs> People are you, fine. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I think he got better looking with age. That being said, then we remember what Monica Lewinsky looks like. There. And neither one of these people are pretty. And this is another factor, too. And this is why I'm saying he's fine. He is fine in that he had a full head of hair. He is tall. He was not ugly. He was not ugly. And he was in politics. So in the arena around poli- the politicians that surrounded him, around the politicians that surrounded him, because remember, then we also had George Bushes, both of the bushes, 
you put Bill next to the Bushes and he gets to be Mitt Romney in that situation. Yeah. So he was yeah. fine for the world that he was living in. It's kind of like I mean, how you yeah, can be fair. like a New York 10 and then the minute you go back anywhere else, you like decrease it in numbers because, you know, and you might keep some numbers because you lived in New York, but like there's a decrease. So with that being said, it's like he was fine for the not only was he fine for the world that he was living in, like even if he was a security guard, he wouldn't be the worst looking security guard. Yeah, but he wouldn't be the best either. <laughs> but that's like, what I'm saying. Like, like there's a difference. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But like when you look at all the US presidents, the only one he's really like having a hard time holding a flame to is Barack. Barack Obama was good looking, man. And he's Barack still Obama was the like, best U.S. president when it comes to physical attractiveness. Yeah, Barack Obama was good looking. I think JFK he, was good looking too. JFK was... Yeah, Kennedy was fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that being said, when you when you take all of the presidents we've had, including Donald Trump... Oof. Could you imagine letting Donald Trump shoot your Trump club up? That's an advertisement for abortion right there. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Trump was better looking back in the day. Man, look, I don't know. He was, but that's an advertisement. He was definitely better looking back in the day. If you take all of these men in their prime, Donald Trump and Mitt Romney could stand next to each other. Yeah, Donald Trump kind of had that like country club, like, Dick mm-hmm. attractiveness to him. He did. I'll give him that. He was like, de- he, he was definitely an attractive young man. Yeah, he was when he was younger. But damn. Could you imagine letting him shoot your club up, dude? <laughs> Bro, like <laughs> anyway. he doesn't like black women. I can't even fathom well, the thought fair. because I I do not chase, I attract. Do we know that he doesn't like black women? I think that most men will have sex with anything. Yeah, that's fair. I And when I say anything, I don't mean to dehumanize women. I mean, they would close their eyes and have sex with themselves if they really wanted a blowjob. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I don't know if you've been watching the show, The Time Traveler's Wife. I had this uh, belief. No. Hmm. I've had this belief just personally and then i saw it on the time traveler's wife and i genuinely believe that so the time traveler's wife is a show about a woman who is in love with a man who is a time traveler and she literally her entire libido to some extent develops around this man and as she gets older she starts interacting with the younger versions of his time traveling self when she's a child, she's interacting with the older man and then she becomes a teenager and then she starts coming on to this older man and he's like, whoa, 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 you are a child. And then like she becomes a young adult and then like he's just a total, he's a total D-bag when he's like a kid, just like a lot of guys in their 20s. They're not trying to be with their wife. I don't even think there's anything wrong with him being in that position. And like it, it basically just covers the story of those two. There's a scene when he's a teenager where his dad walks into the room of his time traveling self giving him a blowjob. 
That's a, that's that there's so many philosophical dilemmas <laughs> that that presents. That's like, okay, not to change the subject, but that's like uh Loki, right? You know, I like Marvel stuff or whatever. Well, Loki at one point during his series falls in love with what we're to assume is an alternate universe version of him, but a woman. But I'm like, if this is really an alternate universe version of him, even though it's a woman, that's kind of incestuous in a way, ain't it? But then white people have this incest fantasy, huh? I wouldn't call it incestuous because it is him and not his sister. That's almost worse. I don't think it is. I don't know. It's such a weird philosophical... I think it's a bit bit narcissistic, like, in the most traditional sense, rooting back from the story of Narcissus. Yeah. I don't know. That's deep. I don't have the answers to that. That being said, I also don't think it's necessarily that deep. Like, you see you, 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 you can keep a secret with you. I mean, I will fuck me. You want to have sex with you? I'll have sex with me. I will fuck me if I was somebody I'd be so good for the rest of my life. Well, I have yeah. sex with me. I have masturbation. That's because you know how you put it down, too. But, like, what I'm saying is, like, if I was somebody else, like, I wouldn't see... A, first of all, I'm not even attracted to men. I wouldn't see another me walking he, around. In, and the, in like, the show, in the time travel of his wife, he specifically says, I'm not gay. I think that that is sexual exploration for someone who can have sex with themselves in that way. That's gay. No, I don't think it's gay. If you're a man and you're having sex with a man that's gay, and that's yeah. fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with being gay. I disagree with you all the way because there have been times I've come on to gay men, and if somebody closes their eyes, like, and by come on, like, you know, gentle flirting, not like sexual harassment, you know, like, I would stop if they said stop. But if somebody closes their eyes and they're real horny, who gonna suck your D or C the way you do? Or the way someone who has the same body parts as you would? Who gonna That's do literally that? why a lot of gay people are like, this gotta be better than straight sex because I know all of my parts. I don't really think it's always about it's Better than straight sex. I, like I don't for think me, so. I'm saying that's the argument other people make. I, don't I feel that. You know, some people, some people, and I think it's worth contextualizing some people. Personally, when I've had sex with women, it wasn't about having the best sex. It was about having sex with the person I was with. Now, I would say that if you're having sex with some form of a clone of yourself, that's masturbation. That's the best type of masturbation if everybody's consenting. If that clone is the same gender as you, is gay. No, that's masturbation. So you're the same gender as you when you're stimulating your body parts. Does that make you gay? That's implying that the clone isn't able to have their own experiences as an independent person. But the thing is, to be fair, clone was the wrong word to use. 
time traveling self, he's literally having sex with himself in the past and future and present. You know, time traveling. It's not really a clone separate entity, it's same soul having sex with self, it's masturbation. But by virtue of that person time traveling and hooking up with his present or future self, then that implies that that person is able to have independent experiences, which means it's not masturbation. They're not. They're not. They share the same experiences. They might as well be the same person. They might as well be different people. No, 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 no. Because they literally do share all the same experiences, all the same memories. It's the same thing. Like he explains this in the show, like it's a continuous loop. Everything that was going to happen will happen. He's just going in and out of time while it's happening. I I get that. But what I'm saying is by virtue of him being able to go in and out of time and have those interactions, he exists outside of the loop. Even if he has those memories, he exists paradoxically. Granted, this shit ain't never going to happen. So he's having masturbation with his paradoxical self. But it's not masturbation because he's independent. Like, all right. He's not if you were to have sex, okay. In with himself. If you were to have sex with your identical twin, it would be insane. That's different. That's different. That's an entirely exactly. different Exactly. And I'm going to tell you why it's different. Because that person is able to have their own independent life experience. Yes. They're a separate person than you. Even if you're yeah. having sex with a version of yourself, if it's a separate person, then it's low-key. They're not yeah. independent, though. They're not independent. They okay, are. so here's, a, here's the next them. level of questioning. For the people who were able to follow this meta discussion, <laughs> is it cheating if you have sex with the time-traveling version of yourself that is still you? I'm going to say no, it's yes. masturbation. Masturbation. So why can't you do it yourself? He is. Time travel is his superpower. So he goes back to time because he can't do this. But if you didn't see the video, y'all, I just tried to put my head in between my crotch. I'm not that flexible. (laughs) He can't do that. Some people can. Some people can. He cannot. Who can give themselves head? Huh? Who can give themselves head? I've seen it. You seen somebody give themselves head? Not in person, yeah. like in a video, but I was I saw it and I was like, oh gosh, wow, what a superpower. That's a superpower. <laughs> like it's probably for the best. Like I'm always thinking about like Greek mythology and how like Prometheus gave humans fire before they were really ready for fire. And people don't understand that Prometheus's punishment was a cautionary tale about what was gonna happen to humanity if we let our technological advancements run ahead of our ethical advancements. That's my theory. And I think that's really what the moral of the story was. But I say all that to say Prometheus gave man fire before man was ready for fire. Um, And that's why uh, we are so unethical. I think that's an explanation for it. Not why, because it didn't actually happen. But um, I say all that to say, imagine if the gods gave people the power to give themselves head. Yo, nothing would get done, bro. No houses, like nobody. We wouldn't have the internet. If you could give yourself head, yo, you'd be inside all day. 
I disagree with that because eventually the novelty wears off. If you can give yourself hair, <laughs> man, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've never given myself head. That means that I really genuinely feel like eventually the novelty wears off. So it's really funny. I was homeschooled, actually, and I was homeschooled before people were really on the Internet. So people really have to, like, kind of think about this. I was homeschooled. I was raised. I was born in 19 in the 90s. You know, <laughs> so I was I was being raised during a time where before computers were really in people's homes and the educational material that I would read is very intriguing because there was uh, one of them is actually part of the reason why I have not done any type of plastic surgery or altercation of my body that's permanent because uh, there was this one little story that we were that we read and like it takes place in the spaceship and this girl is like sees like something that like an advertisement where she has a crush on a guy so she can go to this machine and this machine would examine her face and give her a rating mm -hmm. and then it could the, the it could take that same face and like fix all the things mathematically to make mm -hmm. her a 10 and at the in the story, at the end of that, um, she ended up crying and having a breakdown because she lost herself. Mm. You know, like weird story to have like elementary and middle school kids reading, you know, <laughs> weird story. But I see the I see the obvious moral of the story. Um, exactly. Very obvious moral of the story. So that that story to me speaks to when somebody is so identical twins have differences. They're two separate entities, two, two individuals. That is incest. If you are sharing the same memories, same exact, same life, same everything, there's not much of a difference in anything that being experiences you have experienced. If it's the same essence, the same soul, I think that's masturbation. By virtue of somebody... I don't somebody think it's cheating to have sex with your time-traveling self. By virtue of somebody being able to time-travel and be in a different body, have their consciousness in a different physical body than a past or present version of themselves then that means that they can have independent experiences. Regardless if that you present version, wait, wait, wait. Regardless of if that present version of themselves remembers those experiences or not, that person by virtue of being able to time travel and be in a separate body means they have the potential to have separate It's not traveling through alternate universes, though. There's no alteration. The experience... I'm, saying, also, I'm saying time travel, and I understand the that... Masturbatory the masturbatory experience that time traveler had with himself, it was masturbation because there's no split consciousness. The consciousness is shared and happening. I would... It's not in, in a, in a by-present sense... 
But you're not hearing what I'm saying. I understand okay. that. But what I'm saying is by virtue of that person being in a separate body during the same time frame that another version of themselves exists, regardless if they have had different experiences, they have the potential to have different experiences, which means by all intents and purposes, they're separate individuals. They're not the same person. See, this is where we just fundamentally disagree. I hear the words, I listen to the words, I understand the words that you're saying. I just disagree with you because they will not have separate experiences. They are sharing the same line of experience. It's just, the. it's almost like a thread is split. Then it comes back together. So let me ask you this. The, so which person is the the main, I guess, character of the story? Is it the person that traveled back in time to get head from himself? Or is it the person that's giving head to himself in the present time frame? Trick question, in my opinion. Neither no, will. No, question. question. Trick question, and here's why. One, the main character is the time traveler's wife. One. Okay. Two... In that situation, the sub-main character is all versions of himself. Okay, so that brings me to my next question. If they all have the same memories of the same time stream, then does this person remember being the giver or the receiver? Both. The master. remembers both. So I think it's the masturbator. So he remembers being the giver and the receiver. So when he remembers, so when he remembers that event, what perspective is he remembering? Is he remembering looking up or is he remembering looking down? Both. How? Because he, it's almost like, so this is the thing where it's like, it's very interesting because I, if he remembers both, that means he's remembering two separate events. Hear me out. Here is where, and I understand where you're getting at, but this is where I disagree. Here's where I can then imagine how he starts to develop a God complex, even in the show a little bit. Because it is an omnipresent memory. I think what stood out about the memory the most probably to him is his dad walking in and being like, there was two of you. And him being like, I'm not gay. It was masturbation. He didn't say it's masturbation, but I, I really think that was masturbation. And I would like to ask the people, if you were, if you are still listening, go ahead <laughs> and go listening. to the <laughs> at Hotepri page on Instagram and let us know in the DMs. Do you think that the time traveler was having gay sex or do you think the time traveler was masturbating? Yeah, I will say that if there are two different versions of that event, regardless if he remembers both version, that means there are two different versions of that event, which means that the timeline isn't static. Which also I disagree with it because I think that it's more of an omnipresent experience that took place in a room. Which means there are multiple perspectives. I think the only experience is the one experience that he experienced with himself because that's who he had sex with himself. 
omnipresent by definition means it's not. I understand what you mean. I just lack a better word. <laughs> but I'm saying like, that's important. Like the wording is important. You're because, right. All right. Like, so take away omnipresent, the masturbatory experience that he had with himself. Okay. So <laughs> I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean. I just disagree with you. <laughs> because it'd be one thing if it was I would agree with with yourself I would agree with I would agree with you if it was an alternate universe situation it wasn't an alternate universe situation they live and exist and will always exist within the same universe and always have the same memories in fact the time traveling version of himself probably wasn't that much older or younger because they looked identical he you probably know, just remembers the experience as the experience. Mm, okay. Um, I just had a thought about that. If he's doing all this time traveling, why don't he like change history for the better? Like I feel like there are more things to do with time traveling than giving yourself head. It's really funny because it really is more of an experience for him. He goes back to witness his parents' um, first kiss. He goes back to ask his mom to uh, send a message to the woman that later on becomes his wife. And I think a part of the reason why he doesn't do that, I think he actually might explain it in the actual show. Um, One thing he does say is all that has happened will continue to happen. There's no changing the past or the present or the future. Because I think he would have tried to save his mom if he could. I just don't think it works like that for him. And two, you should watch the show. It's really good. And two, the show is not about him. He's not the main character. The time traveler's wife is the main character. So it would be it would take away from her being the main character if he became the hero. He's not supposed to be the hero. He's existing. So if he can't change the timeline, though, is he not able to change it or does he choose not to change it? I don't think he can change it. Then There's a point would... where he's a child where I think he does try to change it mm. and it doesn't work out, if I'm not mistaken. Then that would mean that it is multidimensional travel, because if you can't affect the timeline. Mm. No, I, hear me out. If okay, you I'll hear you out. The timeline by being in that time and causing changes, that means that you're not actually traveling to the same timeline. If the timeline you return to isn't affected by the ripples that you created in it, then you never existed prior to that traveling. It's really great because our listeners are going to be able to rewind the tape. Uh... I'm processing that. So because he, okay, so this is how, this is is how, you know, how do you know two people watch Marvel without knowing they watch Marvel? Yo, fact. (laughs) (laughs) And look, it's probably some physicists out there like, what the fuck are they even talking about? If you are a physicist, please intervene in this conversation. (laughs) <laughs> I feel bad. I used to date a physicist and now we don't talk. Okay, so I 
fundamentally, this is the perspective that I'm coming from because I have to listen back to this to understand your perspective and then probably still disagree with you. So, (laughs) (laughs) So as I imagine it, and as I understood it from the show, this is, they're on a string. If you're watching... Um, if you're watching me on the video camera, you see me flapping my arms her shoulders. Yeah, I like a butterfly. Okay. And so the string is, he is dancing on like the metaphorical tightrope. There's no, like I, the way that I would see like different alternate universes happening is if he can leave his string and leave his tightrope to then go into other tightropes and have new experiences that the person on the original string wouldn't necessarily have. That doesn't happen. He's just bouncing around the same string, interacting with different points of himself on the same string. And yes, there are younger versions of himself that may not have the experiences the older versions of himself have, but inevitably they will. They will have, they will share the same string. They are on the same string. And when he dies, they all inevitably die in the same way. There's no alternate universe. Whereas in alternate universes where they kind of have a different consciousness, they're having entirely different experiences. So that's why I say it's still not necessarily. They just have the potential to. And I'm glad that you use this, the string analogy because that helped me visualize it a little bit better, but Bearing that same string analogy in in mind, then, if the timeline is a string and he's walking on one end of the string, then why doesn't his walking on the other end affect him on that other end of the string? Because he's still a child and he can't change the past. No, but that's what I'm saying. So if if you're on one end of the tightrope, and I start walking on the tightrope on another end, you're going to feel that bouncing. So here we go. He can't change. It's already happened. Every, it's fate. Like at this point in time, everything is fate on this string. Everything that has happened will happen. Ha- like it, that's it. Like it's already in a state of permanence. His younger self still has to grow up, but everything that has happened will happen in his self that has reached the point of death knows everything that has happened on that permanent string of existence. Uh, I don't really answer What the he does as a young person in his time-traveling self, his middle-aged self remembers. I understand but that. His but his younger self has to grow up to be the older self so that he can remember. I, I get that. I get that. But my question is, why, if we're talking about walking on a string, does somebody else or not somebody else i guess an earlier version of him why does the earlier version of him not affect his bouncing on that string or anything on it, the string? It, it does it's just all that has already happened all that is faded has already happened he's just living and experiencing it and will inevitably live and experience it and it actually shows that in the show how he has to pay for the consequences of the actions he didn't even know he was about to have yet. Let's get away from the show for a minute. Let's talk about the string itself so you can visualize oh, no. it. Okay. Let's just say, forget the character. Talk about okay. you and me. All you right. are on a string. Okay? okay. You're on a string All on right. one end. I'm on the string on another end. 
okay? As soon as I step on the string, you might not necessarily feel the ripples, but as I continue to walk on the string, you're going to feel the vibrations on that string. The only way yeah. you the only way the string wouldn't be affected by me stepping on it is if I was on a different string. If you step on the string, there are going to be ripples made. Yes, and then, like if you so for example, going with that same string, now we have two strings. I'm on one end of the string and you're on the other end of the string. Okay. Now then you know the analogy that I'm using the string to assign, right? No. The string represents a timeline. So if we have two strings. Yes, 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 yes. So that means we have two separate timelines. Yes, 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 yes. Which I would means you're dealing that. with two different people. Yes, you and I are two different people, sure. Yes. The thing is, within the same universe, if there's no person jumping from one string to another string, that's that's a separate conscious. That's when separate consciousness seems to come in. If you and I are sharing the same string, which we do, you and I are in the same universe where we belong to this universe, what you do in this world may indirectly impact me, yes. And you and I naturally are two different people, yes. And what you and I do in this universe is probably, you know, unlikely to affect another string, Sure. I think you just proved my point. How? <laughs> show your show your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you were really making me want to go into think, the depths I, of my phone and text a physicist. <laughs> I look. I, I'm just saying. Like, I, I think you actually said what I was trying to say. <laughs> I disagree with you. I think that you made a whole separate okay. point to distract. And that's just okay. like, gee, you are distracting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, 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 we're going to bring it back with some of our last Roe v. I'm about to say, because we at like 109. All right, so look. In the next, I would say, 20 minutes, we're going to give the solution of how to bring back safe abortions. Okay. Uh, yes, I have the solution, actually. I don't need 20 minutes. I, I got would the like solution. everyone to remember this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Comedy. <laughs> we are the funniest hey, black people fact. in the world. Matter of fact, while we at it, while we being funny, okay, while we're, you know, going through this comedic endeavor, I got the solution for gun control, too. I know what the solution is because you and I are on the same timeline. I got I got I got all the, the solutions for the world's problems. I am the Messiah. Right. <laughs> for Roe v. Wade. Obviously, uh -huh. there is some racism involved with this. Obvious. Yeah, white people trying to have more babies. One, uh, you know, being that we're a part of Black One Being, it's worth acknowledging the forcible sterilizations that have occurred to Black, Brown, Indigenous people. 
that is a form of population control, whether or not you like those people or not, whether or not you think they're going to be adequate parents or not, to forcibly sterilize instead of actually working to improve the communities so that growth can occur. And I'm using Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the updated model, to make this point, that is genocidal. And what's very difficult is African-Americans, even into, if I'm not mistaken, the 1950s, were fighting for the right to acknowledge that we experienced a genocidal event. And I would even go as far to argue, if you do not give reparations, if you do not build up Black communities, if you come whether or not whether or not you migrate into this country and reap the benefits of white privilege, or if you are in the United States of America and you just continue to reap the benefits of white privilege and you turn a blind eye and have an apathetic perspective to the forcible sterilizations that happened to black people, demonize black people for the conditions that they were unable to climb out of because it takes time. Jim Crow was all of but 50, 60 years ago, then you are essentially smiling at genocide. You are smiling at white supremacy and you are smiling at racism. And really is some people, that's what some people are doing and they're content with that, you know? So starting there to have seen Congresswoman Mary Miller, if I'm not mistaken, essentially say that this overturning of Roe v. Wade was something that it it benefits white life that is concerning because you know i'm gonna i mean it's concerning though it is definitely concerning and it's also kind of confusing too because it's confusing because there are white people who I think I really genuinely believe that whiteness is a mindset. I don't think it's so much about race anymore because the amount of times that the United States of a government has assimilated groups that were not traditionally white into whiteness, groups that were not WAS, white, Protestant, Anglo-Saxon, like, though, you know, the amount of times that they've done that, it makes it so whiteness is now this loose and vague and flexible concept more people will be indoctrinated into whiteness and have the freedom to be a part of whiteness. And as we can see from science and genetics, even if you're ethnically looking white, when you reproduce with a white person, you kind of further on white life. Mm. So I, I think what the real point, if you, if people, and I'm speaking specifically to white women, specifically to white women, if you want to see federally protected, safe abortions, you need to start going into the projects. You need to start going into neighborhoods that perhaps you had never been in. You need to make like the Disney Princess Jasmine and you you need to start having sexual relationships with men by the name of Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. Gyrones. We need <laughs> some Ladarises. 
<laughs> you know, it's really funny because black men were under the impression that black women have a problem with black men and white women. I do not care. In fact, I think it's better for everyone if y'all go and start having some Jadens. Hey, man, look, Stacy, Ashley, Christina, if Gordon's, y'all listening, Austin, Peyton, go ahead into the projects and bust you open a real one for Tyrone. Just start I'm getting real you, creative with your names. Start having some apples, hey. some tigers, some lions and bears. <laughs> Because I know how white folks do with their names, naming people after nature and shit. Look, if you want reproductive rights to be returned to you and federally protected, start having black babies. Actually, Please. don't start having black Please babies. Start having babies, having, having, black babies. Black men. Start having babies with these black men. Start having babies with these black men. Start it. Start it. Go. Go. And it, 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 it can't hey, just be, it can't just be the white, you have to, it cannot just be white women who are already in the hood. I'm talking sorority no, no. sisters. We Y'all need to have pledge for Black Lives Matter. Matter. Pledge for Wakanda. Yeah. Pledge for Wakanda. They gotta be heiresses. Heiresses, suburban white either. women. What's that? Can't be Africans either. You gotta go African Americans. Nah. Start reproducing. Make the yeah. commune. Make it. Make yep. it. Make it. Do it for reproductive rights. Do it for Roe versus Wade. <laughs> Do, do, it it for for <laughs> do it for Norma. Do it for Norma. Yep. I don't know. I, I think that's the solution. I really, I really do think that is the solution. Uh, I'm going to butcher this woman's name. Jane Rose is a is a is a pseudonym. So her real name is Norma McCovery. So do it for Norma. Have some black babies for Norma. Do it for Jane Elliott. Have some black babies for Jane oh, Elliott. Think about black, the powerful white women of the yeah. past who made real systemic change. And do it for them. Have some black babies for Jane Elliott. Have some black babies. Some Go black ahead, babies girl. For you. I'm rooting for you. You gotta do it for your rights. If if they if they ain't gonna let you have control over your body, go have children with a black man. Hey, but look, you know what's funny, though? So, you know how I grew up in Indiana, right? Yeah. And we, you've heard me speak on this before, that Indiana has one of the largest Klan populations out of any state. We've had the most elected officials that were known Klansmen in any other state, right? Interracial relationships in Indiana are so commonplace that, like, that's the first thing that people notice when they come to Indiana. And it's like... Even in the small towns, not even in Indianapolis. I'm talking about Cracker Town. Like, okay, I'm going to tell you how white Indiana is. There is a town called Brownsburg. And 15 minutes from Brownsburg, there's a white town. There's also a Whiteland and a new Whiteland, all within 30 minutes of each other. Indiana is white as hell, dude. The amount of black babies that I see getting pushed around in these shopping carts by these old rednecks in the mall or the or the uh, grocery store is hilarious to me because I know your parents was involved in some lynchings and now their house is about to be occupied by a black child. I don't think people realize the choices that we make. If you start having at least three biracial children yeah, by biracial I mean, black and anything else 
<laughs> that will make systemic change for at least the next 40 to 50 years. That's deep. You're right. Hey, and look, you know who's underrated, Loki? You know who's underrated? Them white women that start dating an Arabic dude and then they start wearing hijabs, they got more power than, than we've been acknowledging. I want to have a whole separate conversation about that. Yo, hey, bust it open for Tyrone, bust it open for Habibi, all 2022. Let's go. I'm not busting it open for anyone because my punani is fire and I don't want to put these dudes out, you know, with this asthma pump pussy, you know, like should come with an asthma pump in it. I ain't ever begin. <laughs> I got them guys in the weeds, man. He lives in there. He lives in there. He lives in there. He knows it's too good. Uh- <laughs> I, I, I think it's time to, to end the show. I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think so, on that note, we're good. You know, on that note, I think that we should conclude. When is cheating okay? <laughs> I Did feel like we should at least oh, define yeah. what cheating okay, is. Yeah. When is cheating okay? Okay, cheating is Let's okay. Define if what cheating it is. Let's wrong. both define our separate definitions of what cheating is and when we personally think cheating is okay. Personally. Okay, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I gotta go first? Okay. <sighs> Obviously, sexual intercourse that is not occurring within the parameters agreed upon by the people Mm -hmm. in the exclusive relationship. Period. Period. Flirting is interesting because there should be a distinction between flirting and flirtatious behavior. Okay. And the problem with flirting is, is you don't always know what people are flirting with. Like, are they flirting with the future or is their behavior inherently flirtatious in the eyes of another person? Mm. So flirting to me isn't really like it. So it really comes down to the parameters of the relationship between two people. Um, I don't always think it's fair to like, just assume that people should know I, I don't actually agree with that. I think those two people want to get into a relationship. Talk about the relationship that you want to get into. Uh, and I think that cheating occurs when two people created parameters, agreed upon the parameters, agreed upon the relationship, and then somebody goes to betray, betray the parameters, essentially. I think that is cheating. And I think that cheating is okay when people are in relationships where one, it's not real to both people. And real being defined as, is your marriage with a sex worker and you kind of know that the reason why they're with you is for sex work. And then like, and then I would say even there, like if, if that's the very blunt relationship that you have with someone and the explicit condition is, this is an exclusive relationship. I do think that's worth 
taking seriously because even if it's, you know, a career marriage, I do think there's still an obligation to follow certain parameters for people's safety and well-being. So I, I think that as long as people's safety, well-being, and you know the actual relationship is being respected and appreciated, etc., whatever etc. means, then it's probably fine. I think that it really shouldn't necessarily be too complicated because there are also poly relationships. So I, I think that if you're cheating in a relationship, it's more like, are you okay? You know, like real, like real facts. Like if you're cheating in a relationship, do you even want to be in the relationship? Are you stuck in the relationship? Blink twice if you need an escape. Mm. That's fair. You know, you really going to have a lot of people out here getting caught cheating, talking about, I'm sorry, baby. It just didn't feel real to me. <laughs> I'm single so until somebody truly loves me. What's that? I'm single until somebody truly loves me. I've reached a point. I have a video on my personal YouTube, Monisha Holmes, where it talks about me being like, if I was honest on a first date and I make a joke and I'm like, at some point of our relationship, I'm going to want to date other people. And you have to be strong enough to tell me, no, no, oh my Lord. no. Hey, look, I put it to you this way. If they try to hide the fact that they cheated, maybe they do really love you. Then why would they have cheated? People cheat for different reasons, but if they try to hide it, that means they wanted to keep you around. See, the thing is, I'm the type of person where I just leave. When I no longer yeah, want to be actually advocating that you should stick with yeah, somebody. No, no, no. I think, and like, I think if anybody yeah. loves me, you should probably know this. I do have a fuse. And the fuse is not me lash out on you because I'm mentally well, period. The fuse is if you light the fire, something's going to have to change, which is usually the person I'm in a relationship with. I have no That's problem fair. dating myself. That's fair. You know, and that being said, I think that it's difficult because now that I say all that, I'm sure there's going to be a man like, I want to see if I can cheat and see if she'll stay with me. That's stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't ruin yeah, don't a marriage be because you're stupid. Be smart. Yeah, because you want to test the limits. Yeah. And, and to that point, you know, I don't really see, well, you know, my original point was cheating is never okay, but I don't think that there's necessarily consideration for the nuance. Like, people are complicated, right? So when we're talking about, like, the Kings, for example, if you want a 3,000, you better be cheating. Like, yeah, that cheating is okay in, in that context. Um, and by extension, you know, if you are... I'm going to put it to you this way. A lot of people, especially women, want somebody with a certain amount of security attached to them. And I don't know that it's the most practical thing to expect that that person isn't going to cheat. Now, that's not me saying that you should tolerate cheating, but 
people gonna do what they're allowed to do, you know. Um, so you just gotta make sure you. What's that? I grew up going to baseball games, so I really am like one of those people where the reality is you cannot be a giving tree. You cannot continuously give understanding. You cannot continuously give acceptance. You cannot continuously give forgiveness for the same action. Nah. At some People point do what they're time, allowed to do. Huh? Yeah, no, I agree. People going to do what they're allowed to do. Exactly. You know, and you said that before. So I really do think that it's like you have to become clear in your boundaries. Perhaps something in a relationship happens. Like, for example, I know that I've been in relationships where I was broken up to. That breakup was real for me. I knew I was broken oh. up with. <laughs> and I started dating other people and had sex with someone else. And then when we got back together, to which was a shock to me. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> he felt like I cheated on him. So he had sex with a white woman. And I didn't care because we were single, (laughs) but he was mad that I was not upset that he had sex with the woman that he had sex with when we were single, but was mad that I had sex with the man that I had sex with when we were single. So I think it's really interesting too. You got to figure out what cheating means in that person's reality bubble, you know? So cheating is okay when you have sex. You, cheating is okay when you're cheating based on somebody else's reality bubble in a way that does not actually infringe on the reality bubble and agreement within the relationship that you have with that other person. It's cheating. It is cheating when you know that person's boundaries and you dance all over them. Hey, cheating is okay when your man is one of those people that claims to be pro-life. And he don't respect your reproductive rights as a woman. Cheating is okay if you busting it open for a real one. Especially if you're you're doing it with a black man from the hood. Yeah, if you're going into the hood, you feel me? If you're going to the uh, church's chicken, you feel me? I'm being real stereotypical right now. Hey, bust it open for a real one. Cheating's okay then. You, You cheating for reproductive rights. I hope you look him in the eyes and call him daddy. All right, it's time to go. (laughs) Okay, so on that note, thank you so much for listening to this podcast at Hotepri. You should follow us on Instagram. Be sure if you are a a physicist or a Marvel fan, could you please tell us if the time traveler was masturbating or cheating on his inevitable wife? Because that's really kind of the point you're making, Paul. Cheating on his inevitable wife. I was just saying that with Jay, but that's a, a valid point. A valid point. Is it cheating if he wasn't his wife yet? If he's a time traveler? Nah, nah, but it's time knows, to go. But he knows. But he knows. It's funny because he knows that's going to be his wife and he still doesn't commit to her. And he stays with his girlfriend. But the past version doesn't know that that's his wife yet, right? The version of him that is a child doesn't know, but there becomes a point where at 27 or 26, he knows who his wife is. She tells him they know and he stays with his girlfriend. Nah, we not finna start this again. Yo, it's Elemental P, man. You can follow me at helianthus.ho on Instagram and on YouTube at Mostly Plants. And you can follow... 
me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Monisha Holmes. And you should definitely follow our parent channel at Black Women Being, aka Boob. <laughs> yep, yep. And holler at us on Instagram at Hotepery. Slide in our DMs or whatever if you have questions, concerns, suggestions, or want to tell us how stupid we are if you're a physicist. Um, that's if anybody's still listening. <laughs> we'll holler at y'all uh, next month. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get into the next topic. Lord have mercy. Lord bless us all. Alrighty, bye everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>